Let me give you some. Let me give you some uh, uh, some advice for efficiency. Live with it. I think I had to. I think I had to un, undo it uh, before I uh, entered the call. Okay. Well, then there we go. Hey. So anyway, Tony, Mark, Mark, Tony. Tony. Yes, Mark. Thanks. Can you hear me? Okay. By the way, I'm not having my headset or anything like that. You're coming through. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And actually, on this podcast, it's best not to be clear sometimes. Mm, understood. Yes. What do you say? I'm not sure. That's good. <laughs> um, I'm, assume, I'm assuming you've listened to none of these, even though I have. I have. In fact, um, I told my son about uh, the fact that we were going to uh, use this podcast this afternoon, and he said, "You know, give me some information about it." And he checked it out, and he thought it was pretty cool. He liked the write-ups. He thought the guests were interesting, and. Uh, um, I didn't listen to him, so that's probably so. Maybe that's why I had an opinion. Uh, this won't yeah. come across well, but I'll ask anyway. Are you sure he's not like in a permanent coma? <laughs> no, he's not. He's uh, well. He's on the, he was on the couch at the time, so you know, he maybe he was somewhat comfortable, but not. No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> here we go. So, okay, so well, this is what David yeah. episode what seventy three. Well, I, I have no, no, no. We're we're. Uh, I do have episode 71 ready to go. I just haven't written anything for it. So this will be officially 72, assuming we get it published in the next three months. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is slated as, seven, as episode 72. And uh, so uh, Tony was specifically not going to prepare for this. So he knows very little about it other than having heard a few. And he was getting ready to do a page full of notes, as I recall. And, and I discouraged him. I, I've heard yes, all 72, and I still don't know what it's about. <laughs> yeah, I, I was disqualified if I did any preparation, so. Exactly, exactly. It's wrong. I did, um, <laughs> I, I, preparation I telling, H. I, I think I was telling. <laughs> that's bad. Thank you. Um, I was uh, the, the now late, and I don't know if I can say great. Uh, it wasn't Stephen King. It would be Larry King, right? Yeah, Larry King. Larry King. Um had something in common with us, which, which is that apparently he did no preparation for his, um, for his shows on the theory that he would know more than his uh, listeners would know. So we, if, if that was a good footstep to follow in, that's exactly what we're doing. And I think, um, you know, our success is uh, Larry's and ours parallel one another. I mean, let's face it. I mean, <laughs> we're just... Almost interchangeable careers. Just... <laughs> <laughs> well, Larry was always jealous. He was always jealous of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> now, now <That's>... more than ever. <laughs> yes, direct. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so <laughs> I told I told Mark very little of <laughs> little very little about your background, Tony. I think I think I said that you worked at <clears throat> apart from <laughs> a partner of mine now. At this law firm, Davis Malm, you mm-hmm. were previously with what a big sixteen, big eight, big four, big two four, accounting yeah. firm. So what? What is it? Big four. Big four now, yes. So when did you? When did you start? Was was it? How long were you with those? Uh, so our listener, our listener, maybe they're in the negatives now. So I don't know how you'd say that. Maybe you say it backwards, or maybe you say it in Pig Latin. So what would it be? <laughs> listener, listener lay. That's the well, name for right. of listener. So 
So our Isner Lay um, yeah. may know nothing about big law. I mean, not big law firms, but big, big accounting firms. Right. How long let let me law? jump in here. So you're you're a CPA, huh? No, I'm I'm an, I'm an attorney. Um, I feel like I'm a CPA, um, having spent so much time working with CPAs. But no, I'm an attorney specialized in taxation. And by the way, my name backwards for the benefit of our negative listener is Enoch Evlisad. <laughs> okay. Now, did you just um, have you been pra practicing your pig Latin, or did you just make that up in real time? No, I think it was the kids and I did that years ago, and I just it stuck with me. Because if you made it up in real time, you'd be way too bright to be on this podcast. I go uh, yeah, and, and, I, and I would scare myself. I didn't know how if I did that. So you're uh, a tax lawyer, eh? <laughs> yes, I'm a tax lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> just interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, oddly on this particular podcast i'm like the voice of reason okay. which is which is the exact opposite of what i usually am in life uh, so, <laughs> so yes but that's why i remain calm though all right i'm going to remain calm <laughs> well how does that how does i've it known a few hey, tax well, lawyers hey we can ask him something this is not a political podcast but we can ask him what's going on with trump and those audits um, well, there are a number of audits, and uh, what I know, I know just by following in the press um, and, and some of the third-party publications that we get uh, at the firm. Um, Cheers, Metamucil. Ah, very nice, very nice. Practice of champions. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I think so. There's there's a couple of audits going on in New York State that are probably his biggest concern. Um, one by the attorney general and one by the, uh, um, general Southern attorney. district of New York. Yeah. Southern district of New York prosecutor, prosecutor for the Southern district of New York, rather. They, um, they say this, they always say the States are worse than the feds. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Tony um, to respond to that one, Mark. <laughs> no, it was yeah, actually, yeah. it was actually a good question. It was a valid question. <laughs> so I mean, the, state, the states can be the states can be worse than the feds, oftentimes, um, and there are a number of reasons for that. But you know, we can deal with that later. Um, but um, that's a very kind way to dismiss Mark. I, I've, been, <laughs> I'm, I've been dismissed on my own goddamn podcast. I love it. <laughs> no, no. Um, so, so nice just, yeah, another, Tony, there's a nice man from the DOR waiting outside your door right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, so anyway, I, I don't, can't, can't spill the details on the audits other than one's criminal, one's civil, um, um, and it all has to do with um, financial mis, uh, misdeeds in one form or another. Is it interesting from a tax lawyer's perspective, or is this sort of routine, like Mark's under, I think, audit, what, numerous times now, right, Mark? Check, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. He can't hear you, David. Connection. I can't hear connection. you. Connection. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I don't think those audits are particularly technically interesting because um, it's, it's you're trying to prove fraud, you're trying to prove uh, a misdeed. There really isn't a lot of debate, I don't think, going on on the technical merits, per se, unlike, uh, for example, um, the case that was decided in years ago now on uh, states taxing uh, internet companies under sale in the states, you know, the, the, uh, the Wayfair 
the way fairness. That was a big deal. There were a lot of merits to kick around there and decide. Uh, and by the way, that's my that's not what I specialize in per se, but, but that would have been an interesting case. Well, it's the fact that is that Trump was under audit. So all we know is he's actually do we even know he's being audited by the IRS? Well, he says he is. He says he is. Yeah, I don't know that. I mean, they wouldn't, the IRS wouldn't disclose that even if he was. Uh, but he says he is exactly March, right? Uh, we do, what we do know is that the what's being done at the um, by the state uh, um, prosecutors uh, or uh, and attorney generals. I mean, they disclose. They have to disclose what they're when they charge someone. Um, well, wait a minute, but that's not an audit. That's a that's a that's a criminal or or civil proceeding. I guess that's correct. Correct. Right, right, right. Fair, fair point. Yeah, so it wouldn't be fair to call them audits. Um, it'd be called, called them investigations or criminal or civil proceedings, something of that nature, right? Well, let me ask you this. Have, have, has the New York Attorney's General, or New York Attorney General, has he slash, I guess it's she now, right? Yes. Yeah. Has she seen the audit, the IRS audit that Trump is not showing to anybody else? She could have requested uh, to see that. I, I don't know what her rights. I, I don't know what the parameters of her rights are, frankly. Uh, um, um, I never practiced civil and the civil side of uh, of tax issues or the criminal side. So I don't really know if there are any constraints on what she can or can't subpoena. I'm sure she would have tried to collect all, all relevant records from the IRS. After all. Um, he, she actually would have to get it from them unless he um, unless he uh, disclosed them to uh, the attorney general. Um, well, this is a burning question mm. that applies to all lawyers. I, Mark, follow me here. This is going to be a tough one. So <laughs> with, reserve your laughter. So don't you all, you're a member of the uh, tax bar, right? Mm -hmm. So don't you all belly up to the bar and share all the details of your your various investigations? Isn't that just common when you're a member of the bar? You know, your brothers uh, and sisters and all those things. Yeah, you, you do. Um, there are subgroups of the bar within, and subgroups within tax and so on. And um, within each of the kind of informal committees, they, they share information about what they're working on. or particularly They particularly share information on, on issues that they're um, trying to solve and they're having trouble solving. So wait a what minute, do you this think? is supposed to be a fully sarcastic question that was supposed oh. to draw a snicker or a reprimand from Mark, and you took it seriously. This it is did. bad. This it is, is bad. bad. Okay, so let, well, you were, you were asking sort of a, I'm, I'm, I'm not a lawyer, I don't play one on TV. Um, you do have oh, a very shoot. nice blurry background, though, that's giving you that funny halo effect that's kind of clear that's, and that's clear. That's because my lawyers have advised me from an IP standpoint that <laughs> With all the logos behind me, I might be infringing because of the wide nature of this broadcast. Oh, I thought it was because you had a tax audit being done and that we, you didn't want us to see the IRS guys and the FBI agents running around behind you. No, no. It was just... It was clever, crazy. though. Clever. Yeah. It was really just because my IP lawyer is a pain in the ass and made me <laughs> I don't put pieces of tape over paid, everything. You haven't paid him yet. <laughs> but, Mark, I, I think you could play a lawyer. Uh, yeah. On the series, I really think you could. So that's, go ahead, Mark. That's Where reassuring. We? What? Where, Where are we? we? I don't know. What are we talking about? Oh, what no, are, yes. You were, <laughs> the tax lawyer. Well, actually, I don't so, know what he talks about at the at, at the uh, 
uh, BBO or the Bar Association or any of those other places. I want to know, because this is a show about failure, what can you contribute to the uh, bar, the failure bar, if you will? <laughs> hey, before you get there, I do want to make it clear for the record, given there are two lawyers on this call, that no lawyers do not belly up the do not belly up to the bar and share information <laughs> about that their clients' cases. I've seen lawyers at bars. <laughs> yes, they may belly up to the bar, but they don't share information about the cases. But keep going. Go ahead. Ask your question or answer his question if you heard it. Oh, yeah, it does. A failure. Failure of the bar. Yeah. Yeah, so a failure bar. This is the failure bar of overseers, board of bar, <laughs> the failure BBO, and we're 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 in a we're in the in the back room. We're smoking our cigars, even though I detest cigars. And what what sort of like what failures would oh, you no. want to expose to this Boy, audience? We normally get forty five minutes into this meaningless podcast. I forgot to do it now. That question because it's two lawyers, and you you generally don't let me get any words in when it's lawyers. <laughs> Unless I'm being deposed, in which case they talk very slowly. I told, him, I told him he couldn't prepare for the podcast, though. By the way, yeah, and Dave, I, I don't have a, I don't have a ready answer to that. Um, Good. So let's go back to my questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Overruled. Overruled. Hey, so go back and tell us what it's like to be at a. Um, so you were a lawyer at a. You were a lawyer. Yes. You were. You are a lawyer, but what you were previously a lawyer at a big for accounting firm. What was that? Like? Right. Right. Yeah, good question. So, uh, and he, I think he started with that question. Here's when did I start working there? He started in 1987. Um, uh, Mark, in, was, uh, uh, Mark was in uh, middle school then, I think. <laughs> yeah. I just, just must have been. Trying to decide what he's having for lunch that day. You know, what, what do you want for lunch? Or uh, I don't know. It was, it, it was like a chocolate milk thing in a little container. <laughs> and I was probably elementary school. He was trying to figure out how to open it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I started in 87. And, um, you know, with a little amount of trepidation because back then, uh, the, it's the big four now. Back then, it was the big eight. You know, they had a reputation for being a sweatshop. Um, you know, no professional life. And um, so, well, everyone I met was nice. It's like, gee, what's going to happen when I get inside? You know, am I going to? forfeit, you know, any personal life and not see my family or anything like that. But, but in actuality, it wasn't that at all. I mean, um, were you well, fresh out of law school? Uh, no, I wasn't fresh out of law school, but, but, um, I, I did have a short stint at a small boutique firm before I went to, uh, before I went to, um, I, I, I had a stint at a smaller organization rather before I went to the big four. Um, but, but fundamentally, yeah, I was, I would have been, you know, very, I would have been in my twenties. So. Oh, okay. So what was it like? Um, so actually it was, um, at first it's a, it's a little awkward, uh, being an attorney, at least back then, uh, like being an attorney, uh, for the most part, surrounded by accountants, uh, because they, uh, they're trained differently. Um, they think differently. Oh, really? Uh, they have. They have different skills. Well, um, if you think about what the function of an auditor is, their their job is fundamentally to test and to challenge. So your financial statements that you put together and you're asking me to audit, yeah. bunch of information on it. Uh, and my job is to test it, challenge it, because at the end of the day, if I'm going to have to sign an audit on those financial statements, right? So, so they're very skeptical people. 
Uh, no, nope, they don't accept anything you say at face value. Uh, because after let me training, ask you this, let, let me yeah. ask you a fundamental question. If you were a, a tax attorney or an auditor mm -hmm. and you saw Mark's background change like that, would you challenge that? Good question. Yes, I think I would. Um, I think I think I would be. Uh, you know, they have a uh, assets and liabilities. I would put that in the liability. <laughs> okay. The but so so using that stupid that stupid point as an example, we're going to put you. We're going to challenge you. Yes. Which is how would a tax attorney or an attorney in general ask Mark about his ever changing? screen background oh, can dude, and contrast we can, we can do so much better than that question you accuse me of panelizing oh that's this, true. That, oh that, my that, gosh that good rubbish point. question good, good point i agree i agree with that we I, can do so I, much I, better. so tony you work with david uh normally um tries, david and i tries not to <laughs> actually so uh we work for the same firm okay um we don't have a, we don't our our our, our our skills and practice areas don't overlap um, for the most part. Um, but um, doing tax law and he's doing IP law makes, I can't see how they blend at all. I mean, not to make this political at all, but we would be perfectly qualified to represent a certain ex president in the impeachment proceedings, though. No, he needs criminal defense. We are, we are well, true. <laughs> Well, I okay, anyway. keep going. We disrupted so, okay. Mark's question. So uh, well, it's less of a question. It's more of a discussion. So for some odd reason, you felt compelled to join this this podcast. That was despite all proper warnings, uh, all the he's, notices. <laughs> he's working back, by the way, Tony, he's working back to the same damn question. So be forewarned, by the time Mark's done with this three-minute long question, he's going to ask you about failure. Got it. Yes, yes, yes. Keep going, Mark. So what have you <laughs> now? Now I have to come up with a new question. So when shit goes sideways in your sort of world, what's that look like? Um. So actually, um, that, Dave. A, uh, yeah. So Dave. Well, I don't know. So in my world, um, it's unpleasant, right? Uh, because um, you've kind of said like metamucil unpleasant. Um. You kind of, yeah, heartburn, unpleasant, you know, and uh, maybe uh, uh, anxiety provoking because you set the stage with someone in terms of what, um, in, in terms of what their expectations are and the outcome of the issue they've asked you to address. Right. And if um, that turns out to be uh, partially, partially correct, um or get more, more concrete this is this is like right. the vague yeah. answer i hear from certain high school students i happen so, to well, know yeah so what do, do you do people or do you do corporations or both uh primarily corporations okay so when they're meeting with you they're not they're already thinking oh god we're in trouble uh no not really um actually when they're meeting with you typically the meeting with you could need your help okay uh, i can't figure it out uh, what do i do um what's the is, best way to is, handle this is it preemptive or is it always as uh reactive when they're it's, it's, it's both it's both sometimes it's hey we're thinking about um thinking of making a change uh to our programs or policies or arrangements okay um before we make the, we have something in mind before we do it we want to bring you in and talk about it. 
Um, or so, after the fact, uh oh, we did something. We got a notice. Mark, in your genius line of questioning here, can you ask him what he does? He says he's a tax lawyer. What else do I need I, to know? What is that? I mean, nobody. How hard can that be? Our Isner lay, our Isner lay, I guess since there's a lot of negative listeners, they are our Isner lays, have no idea what a tax lawyer does. What does a tax lawyer do? Uh, it depends on what area, area of tax law the person works in. Uh, so well, we're talking to you. Yeah, so me, just what I do. So I, um, uh, over time, had to specialize because uh, tax law is very complicated and... Um, a uh, broad subject, um, and you find yourself uh, actually feeling dangerous talking about certain areas of tax law. Um, it's so complicated, and you might not have dealt with it recently. So you really need to specialize, and I end up specializing in issues that involve compensation, so arrangements for rewarding employees, your employees or executives, and benefits, health benefits, retirement benefits, and the like, fringe benefits. Okay. Deferred compensation benefits. So I work in that area of the law, the tax law, which I know sounds like it's pretty narrow, but you put it under a microscope and you find that it's really very broad and complicated. So there might be a number of tax lawyers that go work with a given client from your firm. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because it depends on what the issues are. So in my case, what I do is, um, you know, I don't litigate, um, but um, what end up doing on a regular basis is find issues and questions around if the, the decisions I want, decisions or actions I want to take regarding any form of compensation or benefit or what have you is compliant or not. Um, or is, if a decision they want to make or something they're thinking about doing, does it produce the best tax on? Maybe there's a better way to design the system that they're trying to build or comp structures trying to build to get a better, better outcome. Um, and usually that's the case. Um, sometimes it's, hey, we want to do something and we think it's, um, it's unclear what the rules are. We need to write an opinion or uh, some, something that can give us some comfort that what we're doing is right. Um, even though it might not be crystal clear that there's can a basis. more concrete? So just get, well, well I, actually, mark, I, have, mark, I, have yeah. a, I have a good use case to kind of test this with. There we go. Oh, don't um, panelize. No, no, I'm not going to panelize. Good. I'm, I, and I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to name the company I'm talking about, although they're in the news a lot. Um, I, I'm in the technology space. So a lot of technology companies favor lower base pay, lower cash compensation mm -hmm. versus um, giving you a, a, you know, stock option with, you know, three <laughs> or four year vesting. Um, what's better from the company standpoint and what's better from the employee standpoint? Are you trying um, to get free tax advice? No, no, I'm 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 perfectly happy with with my situation. But so yeah. uh, I, I'll even give you. I mean, so one of the it's one of the larger companies is known for they have a, sort of a ceiling on the on the amount of money that they would pay people, and then they give you a ton of stock, and you're uh -huh. expected to. So it's like a declining salary amount over three years, uh -huh. and then the value of the stock is to rise. And as the curve goes down on the on the cash side, you're expected to meet that delta by selling off a number of your shares. Mm -hmm. And the way I've heard it explained to me is that that's better for the company, but is it better for the employee? Or is it the same? 
Yeah, yeah. So, so actually, that decision, um, that compensation strategy is less a tax-driven strategy. Okay. Usually, and and more of a either a combination of philosophical decision on how to best reward and incentivize people, uh, as well as maybe a cash management perspective. So, the company that decides to pay maybe cash compensation that that's below the market might. Um, the market might tell you is is is, is median or, or average compensation for a particular job. I think below that uh, will save you cash, um, and um, uh, by replacing that with equity and stock, essentially is 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 cashless compensating somebody. There's a financial expense to that, obviously, right? But right. but it's cashless, and um, the point of view might be that's. Okay, one because it saves us cash, but secondarily, everybody's got more skin in the game now. Well, wait so a minute. Here's a, okay. here's a let me try to bring this down to earth, and if I can, I mean, it's a, it is a somewhat interesting question, Mark. Surprisingly, <laughs> no. It's a question. So, is is giving away stock a free? So, take the startup. Let, let's ignore the bigger company that Mark seems to be alluding to. When a startup gives away stock, can we consider that free to the startup, which is, hey, you just pulled it out of the air. How could it hurt anybody? Give us more. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's not free. Uh, it, it, it's, not, it's not a cash cost to the company to give stock to their workers. Um, they didn't have to dip into their, uh, into, the, into their funding to pay the person to give them the stock, to give it to them. So it's not a cash cost, but, it, but it's a financial statement. So um, those shares that you gave someone or options you gave someone the startup will have to be recorded on the financial statements of that company as an expense. And the amount of the expense depends on the, on the valuation decisions and, and analysis, but, um, but, it's, but, it's, but it's not free in that there's a financial cost to it. So, for example, that startup, when it actually becomes successful uh, and, and it starts to look for investors, ultimately go public, uh, all that stock you issued shows up for the investing public and the, and, and the broader public, for that matter, if you go public, to see. Uh, and if you, for example, were particularly uh, outlandish in the amount of grants you made, that might um, adversely affect you ultimately because you're going to have an outsized compensation expense to do all that stock, all those stock grants. Um, well, yeah. Not common, but... So, so wait a minute, but... Mark, are you following this so far or no, other than changing your background? It just does it at random. Um, no, I am. I mean, it's a, uh, you know, I, I, I have friends working for the company that, uh, company A, I'll call them just for the purpose of argument, that have been touting this sort of approach because in year one, you're doing very well, but in year three, you're doing less well for all the obvious reasons because the curve works the other way. And, and you're now having to sell off stock to maintain your, you know, your expenses. Um, so I, I wasn't sure if that was good or bad or if it was, if it was good from the employee standpoint or not. I mean, you're, you're then getting like a, a short-term capital gains, which I don't know if that's equivalent to the amount of uh, payroll tax that you'd be paying. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 really it's like, how do you evaluate an offer like that? Cause offer in the technology space, you have offers that are hundred percent cash 100% stock, and then this is sort of the hybrid with this, mm -hmm. you know, uh, changing formula. Is this common? By the way, is how how common is this? Do you have any sense, Tony? Yeah, no, the, um, that's 
I think that's sort of an outlier in terms of a practice where you, you have you, you hire someone at a particular level of pay and you reduce that level of pay over time and replace that with maybe, maybe a larger grant of share stock or options or what have you. Um, you know, ultimately, whether it makes whether it's work, whether it's um, it's a success or not, at least from the employee's perspective, depends entirely on what happens to the value of the shares. I mean, company shares are increasing, you know, substantially uh, or dramatically over time, and you'd be much better off than you would have been and had they simply paid you what the market says to pay you. So is this a is this whole scheme a um, does it give you insight into the employee incentive, which is we want you to think of the long term as long as the long term isn't too long term. We want you to think of the midterm when you think about you and all of your co-employees as you think about doing things for the company. Think about things that will keep our stock rising over a three-year period, otherwise you're going to be sunk as your pay goes down. Is that what they're thinking? Is that why it's three years, or is there something else going on? Yeah, it, it definitely it, it definitely designed to be motivational um, and incentivizing. Um, I mean, you're, 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 you're driven to try to drive up that stock price as you can in terms of and take the action you can that are within your control to do, uh, to bring up, to rise it, make the stock price rise. Um, uh, you know, it's just... Some um, there's some evidence that that works. Uh, you know, it depends on other factors, obviously. But um, um, is the timetable too short? Three years? Usually, what which, which uh, three years? Three years is considered to be long enough uh, for for most industries in terms of how long it takes to vest. Four four years, four to three years, typically is the the average vesting uh, time frame for those grants and shares to people. Um, in some industries, it's longer because they need more time to, like, for example, pharmaceutical industries may, may have a longer investing schedule because, uh, you know, it takes a long time to figure out if a drug is going to work, you know, um, and, and they don't, don't necessarily want to reward group people richly for a bunch of drugs that were uh, in the pipeline and, and were bust. So they may have longer uh, vesting schedules, but for the most part, most companies We'll have a vested in three to four years, and that's simply long enough. Uh, because if you make it too long, the employee might lose interest. Right? Well, yeah, so I guess exactly. what's going. So, Mark, was this all a vesting thing? Which is they didn't they didn't grant stock initially. They what granted options, or how did that work out? No, it was, it was um, again. This company, uh, I have several friends working for this company. They, um, you know, they there's a, a max. There's like a ceiling that all employees cannot go above. So you, everybody makes no more than X. And the way they handle the leveling or the banding, if you will, um, is how much, how many, how many stock options you get. Um, so, you know, the, the, uh, uh, the guy sweeping the warehouse floor can't, you know, he gets handled differently than the CEO might get handled. Uh, but the incentives are, I think Tony's right. Everybody jointly tries to drive the value up and then, you try and calculate what is that portion in years two and beyond that I must liberate, you know, after taxes or less taxes to maintain my, uh, you know, my household expenses. Is this a burning question you've had for a while now or? <laughs> it's a common, it's not a burning question, but it's a common discussion item amongst my, my, you know, kind of fellow travelers in the high tech world. Cause you see different schemes or schema, which is I think the plural of schemes, um, you I do don't know see about that. 
compensation. I think for schemes is the plural of scheme. I think uh, schema. Schema is like schema. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think you're different reading different too many approach. software guides. Well, where's the uh, where, where's the where, where's the failure? Uh, uh, um, Marion, uh, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. we, are, we, are, we are all episode two. He jumped out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. So Mark, uh, another okay. genius burning question. Well, th I thought that was quite a good question. Um, yeah, it is a question. I'm hey, let me just mark about it. <laughs> hey, so was this company that you were referring to that should remain unnamed, are they a private company or a public company? They're a very large public company that just had the changing of a CEO announced yesterday. Oh, interesting. Okay, I didn't realize that was their, their model. Oh, so for a company like that, actually, that... But I did uh, name them, even by inference. Well, no, by the time this podcast plays, could be any number of CEOs. Yeah. Right. Correct, correct. Uh, right, exactly. Um, so since we're talking about... Might be a whole, by the time we get this out, there might be a whole change of administration, so at the rate and, we're and going. Actually, I, just to be really clear, the the way I got this whole, um, and this is true, this whole recitation was uh, um, Google served it up to me because I'd been uh, looking at this company and comparing compensation structures for, you know, my own, you know, job searches uh, because, you know, the cash comp is lower than a lot of other ones. I but think the, he's trying to get free tax advice. No, 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 no. All right, so let me uh, let me shift gears. Um, what's ooh, ooh. he's full of burning questions? Wow, well, really uh, uh, can I tell you, it's better than the shit you've been slinging, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I liked my. I, I, I know liked you like this. I liked my. How would a tax attorney ask this question? How would an accountant ask this question? <laughs> so this is a variation on my one of my favorite themes. So, what's the most egregious thing that you've been called in to solve? What's the worst? Like you, they called you in, and you, you know, it's like, oh, Tony, you won't believe what we what. Read this, and they hand you a bundle of notices. Or what? What's the worst thing? And then what do they do to get around that? Or how did you fix it? He just looks like a confused man right now, Mark. No. You. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know there are a number of. Um, so in terms of how do you fix it? Uh, Problems I've been brought into probably one of the stickiest had to deal with um, a compensation program for a CEO that um, the board wanted to give the CEO, um, and uh, but they really didn't want to disclose it. Oh, you're you kidding! Know? So how do oh, you sorry. do that? They didn't want to, they didn't want to disclose to the CEO how much they were paying him. No, they didn't want to disclose um, outside of the organization. Um, so, for example, we were a public was company. Was it a public company? Was it a public uh, company? No, it was not a public company. But, 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 but it would be the equivalent of we want to uh, provide the CEO with this package of compensation. We don't want to put it on the proxy. We do that. It, it may be similar. It's a similar, similar. Uh, um, I'm sorry, I missed that word. They don't want to put it where? On in the proxy. proxy. They don't want to put it in the proxy. So it's, it's, it'd be similar to that. It wasn't that, but it'd be similar to that. And uh, you know, there are very detailed rules, as you can probably imagine, for all, all organizations that need to file, um, either with the IRS or with the, with the SEC, that define what the rules are regarding disclosure. Um, this is a company that, this is an organization, rather, that was really determined not to disclose it. 
and the CEO was adamant he didn't want it to be disclosed because it might have been embarrassing. Um, how do we do it? Was and, it embarrassing because it's too much, or be, just because too little? Yeah, it would have. It would have been. It would have. It would have been embarrassing because he would have. It would have triggered a lot of questions. Okay. A lot of questions hey, you want to answer. I, I need to point out that there's a favorite phrase of Mark's. That's the phrase embarrassment of riches. And, and you've always wondered that applies to this is an exact, exact. This is a bit of an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, very so, unusual. Yeah. So it was a tricky. Yeah. <laughs> so wait a minute. Is this, is this that $60,000? With the, with the word, when you say the word, and, 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 and the duck drops from the ceiling, and it went a thousand dollars. That's no. the podcast. No, th this this audience won't 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 know gro the Groucho Marx reference. Okay, 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 okay. Got it, got it, got it. But, but I want you to know that I know the Groucho Marx reference that you at least made. at least someone does. Um, so it was tricky because um, the board is totally comfortable with the package they put together for this. Um, they weren't embarrassed by it, but, but they didn't want to disclose it because um, others might not agree. A lot of explaining yeah, to do. Embarrassment of riches. Yeah, yeah, we got. Right, that. you wanted to hide the ball, and, and and how do we solve it? How do we figure this out? And, what you, and you know, our, our job is look at the rules, uh, not say okay, you know, let's hide, let's hide the ball for you, but rather do the rule. Can, can you? Are there any rules out there you can rely on that will allow you to do that? I th wait a minute. I think I have the answer. I think you pay some of the money to his uh, daughter and son-in-law. Wow. No, that wouldn't have worked. <laughs> but good try. Very good try. I just, I was modeling it after a recent situation that we have seen in the press. <laughs> correct, 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 correct. So that wouldn't um, work here. It would not work here, no. And, and fundamentally, I guess the, the problem was I was in a very awkward position because uh, I couldn't get there. Couldn't really get there. Couldn't knock or not knock or not close enough to them. And um, so, so they didn't you know, like your advice. They didn't like your advice. No, because the advice was wasn't sure. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to disclose or tell anyone. This is what you're doing. Um, so that was that was the that was the, that was really sticky. And that's a, that's a tough place to be in because you're being brought in to look at something. Um, you know, they're. Um, you know, optimistic that you're going to find an answer to the problem. You get deep into the issue and start sharing with them where you are, and they start getting upset. Obviously, right? But you're not a doctor sharing a cancer diagnosis, so it's not like you're walking back in, you know, holding holding the file, going, "You're not going to like this." Right, right, right. right. You know, <laughs> wait a minute. Does this count as a humble brag? Is that story a humble brag? No, that's sort I, of like he's just I don't proving he's old. He's the last ethical lawyer out there. No, I just no, think no, no, nobody no, likes no. to deliver bad news. No, likes to deliver bad news. I mean, it was ugly. It was ugly. I, um, it was not a win. It was not a win for me. Oh, yeah. So oh, the oh. answer was they have to disclose it and tough beans suck it up. So what they end up they, doing? Uh, honestly, they they went. They they may have looked, shopped around, and found someone who said uh, they thought it was okay. Sure, um, lawyer may have an answer. Yeah. yeah. You know what uh, are we going to do now that the Trumps are out? Ah, good question. Um, we can relax for a little while, which may be nice. Yeah, but the new guy, you can't even make up stupid jokes about the new guy. <laughs> why, why did you pivot to that? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> well, because the story reminded me of Javanka. Yeah, I, well, no, I oh, didn't Javanka. see it as that. I, I, I knew you were drawing that parallel. I, 
I thought that was an interesting, an interesting story. Like, what do you do when you have to disclose something you don't want to disclose? And the, and the real answer is find another lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Apparently. Well, so yeah, that would be like for you, what do you do? Cause David has been my lawyer in the past around IP issues. He didn't what pay do you do? Way. Did not uh, pay. I, I, I paid really? you in, in, in sunshine and oh. flowers, puppy dogs and rainbows, puppy dogs and rainbows. Who pays anybody? Oh, look at That's ran. actually the he question. Ran. He ran. Who pays? He's back. Keep oh, okay. going. So, yeah, I mean, David, it's the, the, it's the same for you. So uh, uh, an inventor comes to you and says, I've got this great idea, new widget. And you're like. He's penalizing, oh, Tony. No, no, I'm not. But it's the same thing. It's the same question. What do you do when you have to deliver the bad news? Well, I think I think what Tony's answer is correct. Sometimes you just can't deliver the bad news. I mean, the bad news is you have to deliver the, the correct news. And right. you just, uh, but I do, I do think, and Tony must do the same thing. Usually the answer is, and, and Mark, I don't think it's quite the, that the scenario you raised probably wouldn't be where this would come up. Uh, but, but more often it comes up in um, very often, uh, at least on the patent prosecution side, the obtaining side, the question comes up when somebody's asking, can I get away with not disclosing this to the authorities? Right. Well, because I look at you, you guys are both, you're not general practitioners, you're specialists, just like you're an orthopedic surgeon and, you know, you're being asked. Hands. They're the hands of an orthopedic surgeon. Yeah, right but you're being, you're being asked, will I ever walk again? And you can either say, yeah, you'll be skipping down the street, which is or, BS. Or you can say you're not going to like it, but you're going to be bedridden forever. And then they go get another opinion who tells them something else. And the outcome is who knows? I mean, you're both you're both as specialists having well, to so, deal so, with that. So, so, hold on. Let me, so, so, so the question is, let me get to the question. So the point I wanted to draw, not panelizing. That's not a question yet? No, no, no. It was a preamble. It was a panelized preamble. It's like two um, hours. How do you how do you deliver the bad news overall, guys? Well, I was trying to tell you what you do. Here's and I was trying to get Tony to answer this. I think what I find when the bad news is going to sneeze on us here. Um, bless you. Um, I think what you try to do is get them to do something which the, there's uh, the word would not be compromise, but maybe the answer is let's find a way to get this information across in the way most palatable. So, for example, to draw one of my mo my favorite personages into this what do you do when the case you want to make is the election was a fraud and in point of fact you end up with and your lawyers are telling you if it's a free speech issue what you do is while you're making the free speech case you happen to work in that the election was a fraud so you kind of compromise when when does, does the hair die, when does the hair die dripping down the uh, forehead come well, in that guy got fired a while ago and they didn't pay his bill but I am being somewhat serious, Tony. Don't you do the same thing? Which is you gotta you gotta work with what you're given and then move it forward to a, a plausible position. Uh, right, and um, or, or you take it as far as you you take it as far as you, you can based on you know the rules. Uh, yeah. and you interpret try to interpret them in a way that's advantageous to the client, but but there is a limit, right? I mean, yeah, there's a limit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you may have to withdraw, or you may have to just say, I "Can't do this one." As um, as this famous personage found this past weekend, we lost five lawyers. Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's that they didn't that the their client didn't. Want to pay. I think it was Bless their you. client was their client was recalcitrant and he didn't want to pay. So I think actually, you, isn't that the answer to your question, Mark? Oh, I don't think. I, let's assume. No, that, my, my my question was the, the delivery of bad news. Well, the I, delivery the, of bad news, I guess. So the answer is 
you do your best to deliver it, and then you work from there. You could just say, I'm going to deliver this news or no news at all, and you get fired. Or you try to find if there's a happy medium, for example, making the First Amendment case and working in that there was election fraud. And that way, your client can raise more money through, um, through donations. Well, so in my, in my world— Tony's which is thinking the, about that one. No, 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 no. It's all a scheme, in, Tony, to get donations, isn't it? Isn't that the whole point of this thing? Of his thing, yeah, because he's because he's, he's got un, he has unfettered access yeah. to the whatever two hundred fifty million dollars worth of correct you know isn't that the whole game here? You you have a story and you stick Tony with it. Tony doesn't want to do money. political doesn't want to do political commentary. I have a feeling. Look at him; he's a, he looks like he ought to be a political commentator. Hey, well, look, what I'm also going to say is that you know the hard the hard part is how do you um, deliver um, how do you tell someone something you know they don't want to hear? Right, is bad news. Um, and still manage to have a functioning relationship with them because they're obviously going to be angry. They're going to be angry at what you're going to tell them. They're going to be an angry bear. An angry bear. Angry right. bear, exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, <laughs> when, when someone's angry, they're not listening to the rationale as to why you're saying what you're saying, why it's, it's, it's it, you know, the advice you're giving them is correct. Not really absorbing all the rationale, the intricacies of the issues, which oftentimes are complicated. So how do you manage to do that without them saying, "Okay, fine, thank you, goodbye, I want to see you again"? Right. Um, you know, that's the hard part. That's a really hard. You, I think, have beat Mark on the run-up to a not even to a non-question. Well, what I was going to say, yeah, he didn't beat me. Is in my wor world, which is, you know, working uh, from a technology consulting standpoint, we, before we would get in bed with a client, we would. Your world is a mess of guitars. Uh, it, it, it is, but you wanted the real background. Yeah. Um, it's better than the balloons. I got rid of the 99. <laughs> I agree, I agree. I like those are um, the Metamucil, though. Won't help. But in my world, we, we try and determine whether we can actually fulfill the engagement up front before we actually go forward with it. So we, we're going to know th what answer they're seeking before we say yes to the engagement. And I'm talking about, you know, when I was in the telco side or some of the other sides. And if we if we don't think we can help the guy or they can't pay or, you know, the, we've done a requirements gathering exercise and the outcome of that is we can't help you or you won't pay for it, we just bail preemptively. I don't know I if you guys have that. different because you guys are selling, you guys are typically in, in your multiple businesses, and they do seem to change every week or two. Um, I try and keep uh, keep one step ahead of uh, a few things. <laughs> the IRS. Oh. No, they know where I am. <laughs> in your multiple, they found businesses. me already. Don't worry. <laughs> in your multiple businesses, you are pitching on something which is bringing in millions of dollars. So, you Absolutely. part of the cost of doing business is doing these investigations, and then you see if you can produce. But Tony and I are you usually working. Um, on a on a piecemeal basis, it's piecemeal uh, a per piece basis. Um, so think of us as like wringing out one piece of laundry after another, or ironing one piece of laundry after another. So it becomes more complicated because we're well into it, and we're usually trying to get remunerated for it um, while we're coming up with the bad news. So we're in a decidedly different role. So you're 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 like in you're like. Uh flying the plane and uh, you're trying to collect the fare as it's crashing. 
<laughs> Folks, Mr. Captain speaking. I've got good news and bad news. <laughs> good news is the fares are on sale. <laughs> I, I think you need to consult Marjorie. What is it, Marjorie Taylor Green on that one? Yeah, I don't know. And the and the bad news is. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Mark's analogy, Tony? It's not that bad. Thankfully, it doesn't come up that often. No, I agree. Yeah, not you know, not in my experience though. Um, but um, but you know, I mean, the, the nature of the work is you know, on a pretty regular basis, you're going to someone's going to want to do something, and you're going to look into it and have to advise them that they shouldn't, they can't. And you know, no one likes to be told they can't do something they want to do. So is uh, is accounting is account is an accounting firm any different than a law firm in in those regards, or are the ethical standards fairly much the same? Uh, the no, very much the same. In fact, maybe even more so. Um, the 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 account, accounting industry now is a regulated industry. Um, or what they do is overseen by uh, a bunch of alphabet soup agencies. They're there to make sure that um, um, processes followed, procedures are followed, sign-off is there, substantiation for all decisions is noted and documented, um, and the work is reviewed by these agencies periodically. No, uh, they don't review everything you do. Yeah, they don't review everything you do. But as if they came into the office and said, okay, um, we want to review the work for your 10 margins. Give us all these records. Yeah, I'll give us all these records we're going to look at. So, yeah, the standards are really high. Wait a minute. So you're telling me the work of accounting agencies is reviewed by a federal agency? Yeah, yeah. The PCAOB, no. PCAOB yeah, yeah. Since when? And, and, and other agencies, too, depending on what nature of the work. Like, yeah. Since AICPA? when? No, they wouldn't do it. No, no, that, that, that's, a, that's a, um, um, a professional organization. Got it. Like the ABA and so on, but no, with these, uh, and this is partly, um, you know, accounts by the nature are always, you know, detail oriented, and um, it, not that there aren't any, there aren't rogues out there, but for the most part, it's not the kind of industry you you, you go into if you're looking to like break rules. It's just not so wait a sympathetic minute. to that. Was this all a result of the Enron, or has this been going on for? Well, Enron Enron ended up uh, being. Um, if you will, the the last straw in terms of um, when it came to uh, more oversight, the, the decision to put out more oversight on the accounting industry, because yeah, Enron brought about Sarbanes-Oxley, which brought about innumerable rules on what um, companies cannot do, the relationship with their accounting firm, with the accounting, the accounting firm's responsibilities. It, it created this organization called the, uh, the PCAOB, which is designed to review uh, the rules hmm. um, and probably audit and review the work of the accounting firms to make sure they're complying with the rules. So the auditors get audited. Yes, yes. And the other thing auditors have to comply with that's um, it's been, been around a long time and precedes, precedes Enron is independence. Independence is of paramount concern because if you lose your independence with the client, that means you are, um, you have to disclose to the um, SEC, if it's a public company, that you have an independent problem with respect to the client and other uh, professional agencies, and you have to fix it. And all likely, you have to resign. You may, you may have to resign from the client because of that. So, so, so is, is, is independence uh, 
uh, just to, just on that one. Uh, so let, if you're uh, the account, if you're the CPA firm for Ford and you own shares in Ford, is that considered independence? Uh, that would be, you know, if you work on the Ford account, that would be considered a, a significant breach of independence. Yes. Okay. Holy so shit. you would, you, you would, you would have to disclose your own personal portfolio as a result. Oh, you do. You, you have to disclose everything to the firm. The firm needs to see for every single person needs to see all their all their financial holdings, mortgages, where they have their insurance. Just give you an example of how extreme the rules are. Um, if the firm I'm with audits a bank, I can't get a mortgage from that bank. Now, what if you're okay? So that this is interesting. So, banks sell resell more people's mortgages to each other. So mm -hmm. you you when you when you took out your mortgage, it was with bank number bank of number one. And then right. uh, Bank of Number One resold it to Bank of Number Two, mm -hmm. and, you're, and, and you were auditing Bank of Number Two, but unbeknownst to you, your mortgage was was sold. What do you do? You start. Uh, actually, that wouldn't be an independence problem because the, the loan was as long as the loan was originated with the bank, it didn't require you to be independent from. What happens after the fact is, is not a problem. The bank in the first instance. Yeah, <laughs> the, the 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 rule is designed to make sure that. Um, the, the fact that you work for the accounting firm that audits the bank right. isn't going to give you any preferential treatment. Now, you're getting the same loan that anyone walking up the street is going to get. But because you work for that accounting firm, you can't do it. You can't do I it. am okay. still trying to get over this idea of a regulated industry. So I guess I yeah. shouldn't be because the Boeing is a regulated industry, I assume at some level, which is Boeing, at least in, in regard to their airplanes. They have to be ready to answer questions from the FAA about why these planes keep dropping out of the air um and right. they have to they have to be ready to answer i suppose ready to answer questions about why they left a piece of software off or charged more for it mm -hmm. um is and is counting in the same boat and when are lawyers going to get that way or ever or never aren't, aren't, and, aren't you already in that boat aren't can't the bbo if you did something unethical can't i write the board board of no, borrow sears so and, and have you thrown out there's a diff that's a different question. If, if I'm understanding what Tony's saying, and that's it's it's a, you've fallen into a good question. But um, <laughs> it happens. Even a blind squirrel finds an acorn every now exactly and then. Exactly right. Um, clock. The point is, is for lawyers, there may be there may be grounds to investigate if something comes up, for example, a complaint. But the flip side is, we don't have anybody sort of walking in our offices every, what is it, month or year, and picking five files randomly to see whether we did a good job on those files. And yet that's exactly what it sounds like happens to accounting firms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's insane. That must be awful. Yeah. It's, must it, 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 it's making the work of the auditor. And was it, uh, I was only peripherally involved, but but the, the, the person who signs the financial statements, the, the, which would be the auditor, audit partner, their job is a nightmare. Because they're under scrutiny from these these agencies, their work is scrutinized by these agencies. And by the way, they're um, they can be extremely challenging to work with. Um, not wanting to listen why you did what you did was right, not wanting to even 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 entertain the rationale is really really an issue. But pressure from the agencies, pressure from the firms themselves. Because the firms themselves want to make sure that under no circumstances does your actions or behavior somehow adversely affect the brand and reputation of the firm, of all else. So 
the firm is also reviewing your work constantly, constantly. So you, you, you're, you're, all your all your major accounts are going to be reviewed by the firm. Someone else in the firm is going to review your work at least once a year. Is everything audited by this outside organization, or do they randomly audit uh, the work of accounting firms just like they randomly audit Mark's tax returns? It, it's it's Allegedly. random. It's random. Yeah. They can't, they can't review all. I mean, you know, these firms are enormous. They can't review all everything, all their work, but they will pick. Um, they, what they will do is, if there's um, um, ten thousand other partners, they'll pick uh, five hundred, and they'll and they'll pick of those five hundred, they'll pick their most large, handful of their largest clients, and they'll and they'll dive into the work they did at those clients. How long and does that take? How long does that review take? Depends on how complicated it is. I mean, can take. Uh, I mean, truthfully, I, I was not involved in that, so I'm. I'm it, it's speculation on my part, but it's not a week this way. Well, let me ask you this: Do big accounting firms then have a whole department that's job is to work with the feds in connection with its audits, produce the papers, and and then to argue why the feds are wrong or right on any? Uh, I'll wrong bet. I'll bet that department's called compliance. Should it exist? Exactly correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Though they do have very large departments. Uh, look at him. My gosh. Um, right, I ain't, right. I ain't so dumb anyway. Well, <laughs> you lucked out again. Yeah. So it's uh, it's 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 not as much fun as it used to be, to say the least, because of all the oversight and the, and the tension involved. And, um, why was that viewed as better? Why was that viewed? Um, why was that put in place? Because the way law tends to work is if something goes wrong, um, you know, that may give rise to a malpractice action or some sort of complaint. And that was, I think, has been considered to be enough. Why didn't that work in accounting? I, I could hazard a guess because they gamed the system and people, innocent people lost money on things like MCI and uh, Enron. And I think, mm -hmm. doesn't it tie back to the Securities Act of 1933? Ha! Another one, another oh, one. Smoke it. He really is a smoke show today. <laughs> um, um, Some sort of. You, you're right. It, it has to do with uh, it has to do with the financial markets, right? <laughs> the integrity of the financial markets, right? It's widows and orphans. That they always they screw everything up. They get you all know, those damn widows and orphans. I think the you know any widows and orphans, by the way. <laughs> the problem was that there are probably more lawyers. Uh, in the Senate, whoever, the Sarbanes-Oxley word that, it probably originated in both House and Senate. So there's probably more lawyers um, than accountants who become senators and Congress Congress people. Is that true? And that's why you guys got, or your old business got the shaft and, and lawyers are sailing smooth? Uh, probably. Uh, well, you know, I, I, well, who knows? But, but I will say that because um, the lawyers don't necessarily understand the industry, right? Uh, they don't. They, they, they didn't work in it. They don't understand it. Um, you really have to see, be in it, and, and see the and see the pressure these people are on or under internally, uh, and the issues they're dealing with to empathize with it and come up with a rule that may be a little more flexible, sensitive, rather than being more, being a dogmatic rule saying. Well, um, and aren't aren't the like in the cases we were just talking about? Aren't the clients sort of pushing? the accountants and lawyers to be sleazy. Come on guys, you can let's well we'll form a we'll form a shell company in Bermuda and then Isle of Man and 
my compensation will be through Malta and, you know, all sorts yeah. of things. So, well, you know, the, um, you know, the, the, uh, the auditors basically are not going to compromise at the end of the day, um, but it makes for a very awkward relationship, right? The, the accounts are, the clients are arguing with, with you in terms of why don't you treat it differently than you're treating it. I think that's appropriate. I think it's right. I necessarily agree with your interpretation. And the, the auditors are, and the people in the firm are looking at the issue. They've got some extremely smart people working in these national offices who look at it and see things going on nationally and globally and get back to the people in the field saying, no, that's the right answer. And you're at loggerheads with your client. So, you know, isn't, and this would be my, maybe the final question given the time. Isn't it just better to follow the rules? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. And that's all the orders are trying to do. Push it over. They want to. Come on, it's, just, it's just being pushed to uh, spirit. Can't we all just get along? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just compromise until we're running the House and Senate, and then we'll we'll go from there. They don't want me in. They don't want me there. I'd be as kooky as the kookiest lady there. Hey, speaking of which, just shift gears here. Um, I have I haven't looked at the details of uh, the bill Biden's putting together, but. Uh, someone mentioned that the um, in there is uh, rules that are going to change and allow folks to deduct their state and local taxes. Um, oh, really? And, yeah, which would be a huge, huge for folks who live in states that have income taxes. Wait a minute, I thought we used to. Didn't we used to be able to do that? Used to, not anymore. Yeah, the uh, the, the uh, Tax Act of seventeen got did away with that. That's why people. That's what Trump wanted to screw over the blue states. Which, which should hurt blue states uh, primarily. New yeah. Us, New York, New Jersey, California. California. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah, huge. Uh, so that would be an enormous boon uh, to those states and the people living in those states, right? Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so hopefully that will be. Here, the point here, the point being for those of us who are slow, um, the point being that if you're in a state that has high taxes, Way back in the old days, the dinosaur era, um, you got to deduct those from your federal returns anyway, so it bothered you a little less. <clears throat> but when the tax laws changed, you might find it beneficial to move to Mar-a-Lago or wherever they are, because I assume well, there's no like, taxes so down there. That, right? the, the, the change that, that Tony's referring to in whatever is 2017 seemed to favor Wyoming or, you know— uh, it, the kind of the the middle the middle of the the country where state taxes were traditionally lower and you didn't have these egregiously high income taxes state income taxes. New Hampshire, New well, Hampshire. New Hampshire, but New Hampshire, they they seem to do things like they put taxes on shoreline if you have a lake house on, uh, you know, uh, they just tax differently. I don't think they tax less. They ta seem to tax differently from, and I have a very small understanding of that. Literally, yeah, probably true. Anecdotally. <laughs> This Biden thing will have the effect of driving people back to um, civilization, which is the coasts, correct? It, it, well, it, it, it would make it... Um, I get a laugh from that, Mark? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how civilized we are. We had 18 inches of snow yesterday. True. Keep going, Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but, you, but you're right. So, so folks that are thinking about relocating because of that issue may now... It's just lost. Might what? We consider right, stay put, right, right, right. Um, hmm. Okay. 
So what's this podcast been about, Mark? Uh, well, I, I, I will quote uh, my friends at Car Talk and say, we've now wasted a perfectly oh. good hour. <laughs> Worse than usual. Worse yeah, than but, usual. But, but Tony's been an extremely tolerant and patient guest. Yeah, surprisingly given your We still haven't figured out what, what this is about, but yeah. what I've learned is Tony is extremely patient. And that um, if I were to start a company, I would probably want to consult with him about uh, getting proper tax compensation. That is shameless advice. pitching. Shameless wow, pitching. Wow, thank you. Yeah. That is he never shameless. announced what firm he was with, but he seems like he'd be a decent dude, unlike the IP lawyers at the same firm. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> now, there we go. Well, Tony... <laughs> I don't know. You will probably lose even more business as a result of this. <laughs> but don't worry. Don't worry. You're we're gonna, you're probably going to have to like put over a, fifty. You look like you're over like fifty. A black stripe put, over his eyes, so that oh, no one will know who he is. That's a good point. <laughs> we we probably won't publish this for twenty years, so you're okay. Yeah, actually, just just use my just just um, publish my name uh, backwards, and no one will figure it out. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> right, perfect. Right. Yeah, that for our, our one listener, our negative listeners will love it. Okay, well, That's thank you. Good. We will. Um, Thanks, Tony. Nice meeting you, Dan. Yeah, same here. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. Oh, same here. Pleasure. Same here. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.